I don't know. I'd like to assume that nobody would throw fights. So if you put be a scumbag, yeah, if you put people on the same side of the bracket, be a scumbag. Say be a scumbag. People wouldn't be scumbags and throw fights. Thank you. There you go. I'm Justin Lesko, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. And I'm Mike Callahan, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and a law enforcement officer. So Robert Drysdale is a legend. He's also the second American to win a black belt world championship. He is also someone who has long been surrounded by controversy. He had failed drug tests, questionable cornering, and now the allegations that his match with Andre Galvo at ADCC was fixed, those allegations are essentially confirmed. Fixing fights and fixing matches is like a mortal sin. And in hindsight, if you take a look at the match between Drysdale and Galvo, it's pretty obvious that this one was fixed. The only fixing anyone should be doing in jiu-jitsu is fixing their wardrobe by upgrading to Epic Roll. Somebody should fix your brain because that was a terrible segue. But Justin's right. Epic Roll BJJ is by far the best there is out there. As a grappler, you need apparel that was designed by grapplers specifically for you. And that's exactly what Epic Roll is. T-shirts, shorts, rash guards, geese, sweatshirts, sweatpants, mugs, artwork. It's like an endless list. Any product that you need related to jujitsu, they got you covered. Check them out at Epic Roll BJJ or visit them at epicrollbjj.com. And when you get to check out, don't forget to use the coupon code PODCAST15 for 15% off of all your orders. Epic Roll will help you look your best both on and off the mats. And like Mike said, use the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off at EpicRollBJJ.com. And make sure to give them a follow on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ. Now let's take a closer look at Robert Drysdale and all the controversy that's surrounding him. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. We had a an episode planned, and I, I still think that we talk, we we end up doing it uh, about the Nate Diaz thing. But this this kind of just took over within the past you know day or so. This whole Drysdale thing. Robert Drysdale is an Brazilian American um, jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, he grew up in Brazil, but he, he's, uh, I think one of his parents is American. The other one is Brazilian. Um, and in the early 2000s, he was a part of Team Braza, which was like the powerhouse back then. And also a member of that team before he started Atos was Galvo, Andre Galvo. So Drysdale places third at the 2007 ADCC championships that were held in Trenton, New Jersey, and they never came back because even the ADCC organizers know that you should stay out of New Jersey, so they made that mistake once. And yeah, anyway, so the the, the Trenton Makes Bridge wasn't enough to bring them back, right? For yeah, a repeat time yeah, to yeah, Trenton. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's so a pretty nice bridge. Yeah, so it was in Trenton. They came back, and then they decided that they'll never, they don't even want to come back to the fucking East Coast again, probably because of you know what happened in New Jersey. So Drysdale takes third in. In his weight class, which is, I think, was under 99 kilos. And that was. I'll take your word for it. You're, you're, you're better with the yeah, number. Yeah, so that was. Uh, so I'll take your word for it. So I think he lost to Zanji in the semis of his weight. And then he went on to win the absolute that year. And in the finals, he beat Marcelo Garcia. So that, that's just put that in the back of your mind. That is in 2007, Drysdale 
wins the absolute. He takes third in his in his weight class. He, I don't want to say that he, because he then he wins a black belt world title in the gi. Right. He also wins a black belt world title in the gi. Right. So my man's accomplished. He is accomplished. So and and I I think he won the black belt world title in the gi before ADCC. Regardless, so so he's got an ADCC championship, an open weight championship, and he's got he's got the black belt world title. So then, but then he kind of drifts away from the competition scene, and you know he's teaching and he's opening his academy and he's he's got affiliates and everything. But the controversy that started surrounding him was that he would he had like bi- he was a commentator, so he had like biased commentary, and <clears throat> he wasn't too keen on these up and comers, and especially the guys from John Danaher's team. Just again, put that in the back of your mind. So he commentates, and 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 he he's 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 got beef that's been documented with Gordon Ryan and Gary Tonin and the Dan Her guys. So back in April, he publishes a, a book. It was like the opening of the closed guard or or something like that. It was supposed to have a movie that went along with it too, right? And it was like the much anticipated documentary about jujitsu that never right, came, just never happened, right? So he has this book and. And as part of, you know, his marketing for this book, he's doing interviews and he's doing like, like shoots on, you know, certain topics. So yesterday or two days ago, this thing, again, this happened in April. We're now in June. So this pops up yesterday on, um, you know, on Gordon Ryan and Michael Sears, friend of the show, friend of yours, friend of mine, friend of the show, you know. Um, so these guys start pumping out this clip of the video and in the video, Robert Drysdale is talking about, and, and this is a direct quote from the start of the video. He said the current situation in jujitsu. Okay. That's the only direct quote I'm going to throw out here. The current situation in jujitsu. And then he starts naming teams and he names Gracie Baja, Atos, but he calls it a, a to, like Atos or something fucking weird. Like he's the only one in the world who probably fucking pronounces it like that. But whatever. Robert Drysdale, you'll kill me. So just whatever. Uh, Checkmat and Alliance maybe? And then he specifically goes on to like denounce the he the Danaher guys. But it was fucking arrogant, man. Like if we'll, can we put a clip in? Of it? Uh, if I can put a clip in, I will. If you're not hearing a clip right now, it means that I think it's not going to fly for fair use and we'll get flagged. So It's maybe. fucking arrogant how he says this. He says, like, he, he pretends he's, like, searching. For, he's, like, and the, uh, the, her, the, Dana, her. Like, he, it was just fucking arrogant. It came off arrogant. And he starts talking about how those guys, that team isn't on the same level as the other teams. Um, and that they're they're only where they are essentially because they're driven by the media. They're popular. The shitstorm that that set off on social media was unbelievable. Again, I don't know why it took two months for this to happen because I was looking again today and the article was published in April with that video. So Gordon Ryan, who hasn't been on social media in in a few weeks, comes out of the woodwork and just starts laying into him. Mo Jassim, who's the ADCC, ADCC organizer, comes comes out and starts going in on him. 
Michael Sears starts starts going in on him, and then all these other you know people on social media go ballistic. And as is you know the case with essentially any topic that Gordon Ryan touches, you don't. There's no middle ground, right? So you have like a thousand people on one side of it, and a thousand people on the other side. Like there's no common ground here. So people were ready to 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 kill Drysdale, and then people were just going against Gordon Ryan to go against Gordon Ryan. They had their pitchforks ready. Right. So here is where we're at now. During the argument, during this whole thing, Gordon Ryan puts out three separate posts. And it essentially shows, and he seems to have proof, that Drysdale and Andre Galvo, who were both members of Team Braza at that time, kind of colluded to fix that match in the semifinals of the absolute at ADCC so that Drysdale could face Marcelo Garcia uh, fresh. Gordon said on Instagram, why do you keep openly admitting your fight at ADCC was fake? And Galvo responded to that comment and said, quote, because it was, I fought a teammate. As I said, I got penalized by ADCC. Even after getting double gold, they made me go back to the trials in 2009. Guess what? I went back to the trials. I fought it and I won seven fights. No easy path for me, only for you. End quote. And that last little part didn't really matter too much because it's just shit talking back and forth. But that is Galvo saying the answer to the question, why did you admit your fight was fake? Because it was okay. Okay. The fight was fake. That's, I mean, that's confirmation from the one half of the two guys who fixed the fight that the fight was fixed. It's a scumbag fucking move. If it indeed happened under just normal circumstances, the kicker here is that Marcelo Garcia was attempting to go eight for eight. So Mo Jassim chimed in. Did you see Mo Jassim's comment? Right. Yeah. Mo so. Jassim, who, if you don't know who Mo Jassim is, he's the man who runs ADCC. Now, it also should be said, for full disclosure, Mo Jassim is closely affiliated. Affiliated is the wrong word to use in a jiu-jitsu He's got context. close personal relationships with the Danaher guys. They live in Puerto Correct. Rico together. Correct. Mo, Mo's not a fucking liar. Mo ain't lying here. No, no. I, 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 I'm firmly believing in what Mo is saying. I just want to point it out there. So again, to save people from commenting on the YouTube video, yes, I know that maybe pinch of salt or whatever, but no salt here. Mo said, quote, I normally don't chime in on these things, but Marcelo had seven subs going into 2007 finals. He could have had eight subs, double gold, but Drysdale participated in a fixed match and screwed MG, Marcelo Garcia, out of history. That is 100% fact. So Drysdale is literally the last person in BJJ I am ever going to listen to about respect and humility. Everyone in the sport should practice what they preach. It's not that fucking hard. End quote. So that's Mo Jassim, who runs ADCC now, confirming that the fight was fixed. There's only been one person to win ADCC with a 100% sub rate, and it was Hodger Gracie way back when. All right, so he won double gold, 100% sub rate. And Marcelo wins his weight class, 100% sub rate. And then he goes in. And I think that was the year that he fought Rico Rodriguez in the in the open weight, right? And he subbed him. So he was 747 with 100% sub rate. And those scumbags, if 
again, allegedly. So I you have should to say, say allegedly. You have to say allegedly. I learned a lot doing the Lloyd Irvin video, which is still available on our Patreon. If you want to check that out, the link is below. If you say allegedly a lot, you sort of avoid. I'm not making allegations against you. I'm repeating allegations that have been right. already said. So allegedly. Okay, so let me say this. And those guys, Galvo and Drysdale, allegedly colluded to put a fresh body in there against him after the finals, in the finals, after he ran the gauntlet in his weight class and the open division. So he, he had three fights in the open division, subbed everybody, and then they wanted to put a fresh body in there. Andre Galvo is one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners and best jiu-jitsu competitors in the history of the sport. If you go back and watch this fight, I watched it yesterday and I watched it again today. I've seen it before. It is a fucking travesty. It's a joke. And there's nothing about this match to anyone who understands jiu-jitsu and understands who Andre Galvo is and who Robert Drysdale is. That's that's that would say that would tell you that this is was an authentic match. It, I've it seen was, this match before. I've seen this match before, and and I, I've never thought like, oh, that seemed fishy. It was just like, oh, that's that was an unusual turn of events for that match. But now, if you look back in hindsight with the lens of this was a fixed fight, it's sort of like, why did we not? Why did I not think that all along? And I know there were people in 2007 who were like, fake fight, oh, it's fixed. But it didn't really have a lot of like traction. Like it wasn't a, a big thing. But now going back and watching that match again, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, I see it. So there's and all right. So we 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 threw some of our opinions in there, and and they're strong opinions. But we didn't. I haven't even touched on the latest piece of evidence that's probably the most damning piece of evidence of it all, and that's Damian Maya now coming out and saying that he knew that it was a fixed fight. He knew that Galvo was going to throw the fight because they were on the same team. And Drysdale and Andre Galvo had a deal that they were going to split the money that Drysdale won from the absolute. If he beat Marcel Garcia, they were going to split the money because Galvo was, you know, through the fight. And, Damian Maya said, that's what happened. And again, like we're talking about this. So you might think like, what's the big deal? You know, teammates, it's just a tournament. There's money involved. Like there's a cash prize for winning. There's, it's, it's financial. It's a financial benefit to send in the fresh guy against Marcelo. So it's not just like, oh, these two guys at even like an IBJJF tournament decided to like two guys close out the division by doing rock, paper, scissors. It's not that. There's money involved. And when you see people closing out a division that way, like a coin flip or a rock, paper, scissors, that's the last match. Right. Throwing this fight meant that a fresh guy was going to have another match in the finals. So it's a very different situation. We're not talking about a fucking Naga tournament. You know, this isn't a Naga tournament in Philly. This is the biggest event in grappling. Right, the most prestigious event in in no gi grappling and argue and arguably in grappling in general. You, you know, back then they were doing it every year, but since then, you know, it's every two years. It's it, people have often referred to to ADCC as the Olympics of grappling. There's only 16 people in the world at each weight class that get to go to this. It's not like you anyone can register. 
So there's a lot of prestige surrounding this. And to do that, if that happened, is just two guys taking a shit on that tournament and on the sport. It's not hyperbolic to say the Super Bowl was fixed, or I guess a better analogy would be the NFC Championship game was fixed so that one team could go to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. That would be a big problem for the NFL if it came out that that was what happened. And yeah, this was 2007, a bunch of years ago, but this is still people who are active in this community. It's not like two guys you've never heard of since then who've long since retired. Like These are two active participants in this community basically admitting at this point that they fixed a fight in, like Mike said, the biggest tournament in the world. Drysdale won't admit it, and he said that it's convenient that Andre Galvo is saying that it was fixed because he was the one that lost. Now, regardless, a lot of these tournaments, they will, in IBJJF, they'll put teammates on opposite sides of the bracket, and then they'll get to the finals and they'll close out. Some teammates won't. Like those savages from Pedigo, they never close out, which I think is awesome. You know. Oh, and also Drysdale. I, I was looking for this, but Michael Sears, who f- friend of the show, uh, friend friend of yours, friend of mine, Michael Sears. Anyway, Michael Sears put on there yesterday that Robert Drysdale was saying, talking some shit on on uh, the Daisy Fresh crew. Uh, what do you, t- Robert? Robert, let's let's be careful what we're doing here. You don't you don't want you don't want the smoke that's coming out of that fucking laundry mat, buddy. <laughs> so. Um, so they'll put people on the opposite sides of the bracket, which is like, do, do you want people closing it out in the finals? But so ADCC last year in the absolute or and, and in, in certain divisions, they would put teammates on the same side of the bracket to stop so they couldn't close it out. And I was like, oh, I get that now. But now after seeing this, it's like, yeah. which, which is worse? Right. You know, which would you rather? Would you rather have guys fighting until the end and get into the finals and legitimately being in the finals and you know, deciding to close it out or would you have would you rather have guys with the potential and I'm not this didn't happen last year, but would you rather have the potential for guys to sandbag it in the semis and throw a fresh guy into the finals? I don't know. I'd like to assume that nobody would throw fights so if you put be a scumbag yeah if you put people on the same side of the bracket be a scumbag say be a scumbag people wouldn't be scumbags and throw fights thank you there you go this is not the first time on this show that we've had conversation about andre galvo and some shady behavior andrew wiltsey told us all about his opinions of andre galvo and some of the alleged Bad behavior on Galvo's part. Someone who wants to defend Drysdale could say he didn't do anything wrong. You know, Gordon and Mojassum are, you know, buddies. So that's what's happening. And Galvo was just being sarcastic or whatever. But I, what's it called for like uh, legal stuff where you have like, like a character witness or we talk about like a person's previous behavior that may impact the jury's opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so you, I guess it prior would be bad actions. Yeah, I, I don't know. In court, in court, like they would have like this thing called like crimin fallacies. So it'd be like they have to tell the court about like any crimes of deception that they've had. Okay, so Mr. Drysdale, if you look just in the history of Mr. Drysdale, there have been some instances where maybe the idea that he would lie about 
bad actions. Like when he was in the UFC and he failed an out of competition drug test and he said that he was taking TRT and he thought that he had an exemption, but there was a problem with the paperwork. So he didn't actually have that exemption. So after that suspension, you know, he comes back to the UFC wins a fight and then fails the post-fight drug test for an elevated testosterone. That was the TE ratio was more than double the legal amount. So he said one thing and then like, cause he had said after that first, that first test or that first failure, when he got suspended and said that it was a paperwork error, he said publicly that he wasn't on testosterone anymore and then failed the test for, for testosterone. So that's, not the best, I guess. I mean, not. <laughs> you'd hate to use one instance right. of a guy's life to denigrate him, but it. Here's the other thing. I think. I think that Drysdale has you know roots in the Brazilian culture. He also has roots in the American culture. I I think that he hates what these Danaher guys stand for. You know, they're young. They're outspoken. They're kind of. I, you know, reinventing the game and they're just dominating. And, and he's going to argue that, you know, there's only so many of them as opposed to these huge teams. My personal opinion is that I think it's more impressive when you have these smaller gyms or these smaller teams that are going to these competitions and, and nabbing spots on the podium because they, they're not yeah. pulling from four or 500 guys. You know, Drysdale's always been biased towards these guys. To say that Danaher and Gordon Ryan, like, you know, that whole squad, Danaher, Gordon Ryan, Gary Tony, Nicky Ryan, Krendelstein, all those guys, Nicky Rod, that they're not on the level of these other gyms is, is bonkers. Now, Drysdale tried to, I don't even know, like, go back on what he said and then he was saying that he was you know he meant the gi because these guys compete in the gi too not the Danaher guys but the other the other gyms that he mentioned compete in the gi but it, it was just a bad look to you know it, it it's crazy not to give credit where it's due i i agree and like i i don't know maybe it's just you don't like those guys so you're trying to pretend like they're not as good as they are that's it, I mean, that's like exactly them, what it is he should take pride in it too. He should take he should he should take pride in it because I think that Drysdale did have you know something to do with advancing jujitsu in America. You know, I but he's being fucking bitter. Drysdale for sure. I mean, second American ever behind BJ Penn to win a black belt world championship. Like that's incredible, and he's been a coach for a long time he's put out instructionals for a long time even though he put out that one instructional that he admitted on reddit was just a cash grab and he didn't really work too hard on it yeah he also was in the news not that long ago maybe a year ago he was the one who was in the corner that was getting a bunch of heat for it was like there was the max rock shop fight where max in between rounds was basically saying i have nothing left i have nothing left and clearly wanted out of the fight and it was Robert Drysdale who basically was trying to force someone to fight against their will. And luckily, the fight was still called off before the third round started, but got a lot of heat for the way he was in the corner trying to get someone who had no business going back out for a fight 
for the third round of a fight to go back out and just continue to get demolished. And uh, I'm not I'm not saying any of these things are connected to the other. Being bad in the corner at one UFC event doesn't mean you for sure fixed a fight at ADCC in 2007. No. It just no. paints a bigger picture of the type of person that we're talking about. It does. And he worked. So I first, like he, I, I, I first knew who he was he, or he kind of came into the public eye into more of a mainstream aspect when he, he was Frank Mir's jujitsu coach. Right. Um, so he's been around the block. He's coached a ton of UFC fighters. He's got his gym. I don't, he, he doesn't like these guys. And instead of just, you know, focusing on himself and, you know, kind of pushing his product out there and his, you know, anytime he just, he doesn't fucking like these guys and don't put it past Gordon Ryan to, to devote days of his life to burning this fucking guy to the ground, you know? And now that Michael Sears and Mo Jassim are on, they were talking today about taking steps to strip him of the fucking 2007 absolute title. I don't know if they can do that. This is a mortal sin. This really hurts jujitsu, and that pains me that it hurts jujitsu because it sort of opens the door for a lot of people to say, oh, so-and-so didn't win. They probably fixed that one. Right. And now anytime going forward, whether it's in the finals or it's in the semis or they're on the same side of the bracket, two teammates compete, I for at least a little bit now, we're all going to say, is this another Drysdale Galvo or are these two guys really going at it? What was your opinion of Robert Drysdale before this? And what is your opinion now? And how has it changed? Oh, it. I mean, so I'll say this. Again, personal opinion. I don't have any doubt in my mind that this happened. I don't. I, I, I think that these guys are on to something. I think that, they're, they're, again, there's clear evidence to support what they're saying. Um, I think it's a scumbag move. I think that by him and Galvo, because Galvo's acting like he didn't get any, he got money from it. Robert Drysdale's a legend, and I think that this controversy tarnishes that. I'm in the same camp where I am capable of nuance. You are capable of nuance. I think the perspective of our collective show is capable of nuance, but a lot of people aren't, and a lot of people are... Fuck Drysdale, or I love Drysdale. Fuck Galvo, or I love Gal, or I love Galvo. I can look at it and say both of those guys have fantastic jujitsu and some of the, and are some of the best to ever compete. I think it's really shitty what they did, but Drysdale remains a pioneer for Americans competing in jujitsu. Right. I won't buy any of his instructionals, but I already wouldn't have done that yeah, because I of. Mean- He's already admitted, as I previously alluded, that he just puts them out for money and he's probably not putting a lot of thought behind them. So it doesn't affect my life that much in the sense that I will still continue to operate under the assumption that every jujitsu match I watch is above board and not fixed uh, until I'm shown evidence otherwise. It's a bummer. It bums me out to think that the guy who was the second American ever to win a world championship did something like this. Galvo, I have already known that Galvo, Galvo is Galvo. probably not the best dude in the world, allegedly, but it sucks. It's a bummer. I wouldn't do it. 
I wouldn't fix a fight, especially against you, because I don't need to fix the fight. If if you ever see a tournament where Mike and I are going at it and Mike beats me, maybe you should, you know, alarm bells, you know, it might have been. Yeah, if I if I if I ever decided to enter the uh, the teenage middleweight division, <laughs> my, my closing thought would be: Let's all just continue to move forward as if jujitsu is still the best sport in the world because it is, and let's not let the shitty behavior of two allegedly shitty people 14, 15 years ago change that, and. By Gordon and those guys attacking him, which I think was the right reaction, they continue to attack him. And I know we're guilty of this, too, because we're doing a show about it, giving attention to Drysdale that he probably wants, because he's probably going to announce in a week that his documentary is going to finally be released when his name is in the news. So we're guilty of it, too, as members of this media. But fuck those guys. Move on with our lives. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we put the links below to our social media accounts. So if you want to follow us individually or you want to follow the show, give the links a click, check them out. We also put the link below to our YouTube page. And don't forget that if you go there, you're going to be able to find a ton of content, breaking news analysis, match highlights, technique breakdowns, YouTube shorts, a ton of stuff. So give that a click and check it out as well. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll and give them a follow on Instagram as well. Use our coupon code podcast15 at epicrollbjj.com to take 15% off your order. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out a lot. And since you're helping us out, why not tell your friends about the show as well? Say Sixers and Six. And don't. Okay, say Sixers and Six. Sixers and Six, baby. We have a national audience, not just a Philly audience, but okay. Sixers Sixers and and six. six. Sixers and six. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.